on the first day, I shared um, some things to do to receive, all right? Now, what I want to share now goes beyond just this conference. I'm looking at your, your Christian walk, your Christian life, and your relationship with the Word of God. Whether you're studying the Scriptures, you're studying your Rhapsody, you're, you're, you know, you have, you're writing down some notes from a message, how you, how you study the Word of God. What's supposed to be your relationship with the Word of God? Now, when a Christian is not taught to relate with the Word of God, he will not have the best from it. You see, must be taught to relate with the Word of God. So there are certain things that um, I'm, I'm probably going to mention that um, maybe do not uh, go very well with how you were probably raised or trained. But let's look at what the Word says. First of all, you see, the Word of God is a blessing to us. The Word of God is a blessing. Look at what the Bible says in Amos chapter 8, Amos chapter 8, from verse 11. Amos chapter 8, from verse 11. It says that, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. Now, at this time, the prophet Amos is prophesying the mind of God concerning Israel. And at that time, this prophecy is a judgment because of certain things they had done and God was giving them a judgment. As part of the judgment, God said he was going to send a famine upon them, not a famine of food, not a famine of water, he says, but they are going to have a famine of hearing the word of God. So anytime we, 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 we see the uh, exposure of revelation, it means it's a blessing. Because every time in the scriptures when there has been judgment from God, like for example in the time of Samuel, Bible says there was no open vision. Bible says the word of the Lord was precious in those times. Now, precious there is not talking about, oh, maybe it was um, uh, expensive. No, he's saying the word of God was precious in those times. That means it was rare and there was no open vision. So every time in a, in a generation there is judgment, what you see is that there will be no word of God. No revelation of the word of God. So every time you see the abundance of revelation of the word of God, that means it's a blessing. All right? So God said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. So God says, in those days, in those days of judgment, he says there will be a famine, not of, of water, of, of um of food, but a famine of the word of God. So look at verse 12. In verse 12, he says, And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Now, some of these times have already happened. But it also allows us to, to thank God for the grace that we have with hearing the word of the Lord. So we don't treat it lightly when revelation is available. We don't treat it when the word of God is available. Why? Because it's a blessing. It's a blessing that we have the word of God to hear. You see, but what is supposed to be our response to the word of God? Go to Nehemiah chapter 8. Nehemiah chapter 8. I start reading from verse, um, maybe let me start from verse 1. Look at this. It says, And all the people gathered themselves together as one 
man into the streets that was before the water gate, and they spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses which the Lord had commanded to Israel. All right. So now, let me give you a little background. Now, Ezra and Nehemiah have come back from, from uh, exile. All right. And Ezra is coming to rebuild the temple. Nehemiah is rebuilding the wall. Now, when, you know, the project was gotten to a certain stage, all right, it says the people guide themselves, all right, to read the word of God because now they are back. They are back from, from exile for a very long time. It says Ezra, the priest, is going to read the word of the law. He's going to read the word of God to them, all right. Verse 2, and Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women, and all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. All right, verse 3, and he read therein, notice this, and he read therein before the streets that was before the water gate from the morning until midday. I mean, he was reading the word of God to them from morning to afternoon. Before the men and the women and those that could understand. And the ears, now you see, you see some things over there. And the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. So the ears of the people were listening, they were attentive to the words that were being spoken. Not only that, verse 4, and Ezra the scribe, and also that first part in verse 3, the ears of the people were attentive. That first part, a lot of people do very well with it. All right? Attentive. You see? A lot of people do well with it. So the ears of people were attentive. They were listening. But look at verse 4. And Ezra the scribe stood upon a pulpit of wood, which they had made for the purpose. And beside him stood Matitia and Shema and Aniah and Uriah and Hilkiah and Messiah on his right hand. And on his left hand, Pediah and Mishael and Malchiah and Hashum and... Hmm... And Hasbadana, Zechariah, and Meshulam. I'm wondering why people don't name their children with these kind of names. <laughs> Praise God. Because these guys are not bad guys. They're, they were standing by Israel. They should be good guys. But Hasbadana, all right. <laughs> Verse 5. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. Now, what he's talking about, he was standing on the pedestal. So he, was, so he opened the book in the sight of all the people, all right, for all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. Response. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. You know, sometimes, some people think we are doing too much when maybe there's a message being preached and a word comes and we stand up. They think we are doing too much. They are just sitting down, just looking. And that's the reason why sometimes the word of God never works in their life because they don't understand response to the word. When the word of God is coming, it requires response. doesn't matter the age. When you read this, you see that some of the people were really, really old. All right. So, and Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. All right. Verse 6. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen. Amen. So, Amen is not a 21st century thing. So, he said, while he was blessing the Lord, he was reading from the book, the people said, Amen. 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 You are taking over the nation. Amen. We are taking over the businesses. Amen. 
You see, so amen is not a religious thing. It is the response to the word of God. I think it's some Christian, nice Christian. You come to church, you're walking and say amen. As you read it, the people said amen. 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 So in the house of God, we learn how to say amen. Response. When the word of God is coming, that's from God's part. How it, it, it begins to work in your life is your response. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen, Amen. With lifting up of their hands. Come on now, come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Lara Bakashi Katukabaya As he was reading it. You know, you know, the, the history behind this is so striking, right? Because these guys had been in exile. All right. That's what the son said. By the rivers, rivers of Babylon, where we sat down. And then we wept when we remembered Zion. They remembered, you know, because some of these people were around when Nebuchadnezzar took them. But they were very young. Remember, they were out for 70 years. So the one who was four years when Nebuchadnezzar came to take them, by this time is what? 74. So they remember those times that the word of God was available to them and they were just reading anyhow because it's available to them. When they went to, to exile in Babylon, they realized that they could not sing those songs again. They said they could not sing the Lord's song in a strange land. So all their amen, amen, they could not do it in Babylon. So when they came back and Ezra began to read it, they remembered, ah, 70 years ago. When they read this thing, we would say amen. amen. So when, when Ezra read it, he said, you are moving forward, Amen. amen. You are making progress. Amen. Your life will never be the same again. Amen. We are taking over the lesson. Amen. Amen. Sata Kalabaya Basha. We are making money look like sand. This is a generation that will make the devil small. We are packing out the venues. We are packing out the stadium. We are taking over everywhere. When, when people say that, when people say that, you were reading the words of the Lord, people are thinking maybe he was reading, thou shalt not kill. Amen. No, 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 no. No, go and read, go and read the, the, the words that God spoke to them. In, as, one, of, one of it was the Deuteronomy 28. Blessed shall thou be in the field. Amen. <laughs> Blessed thou be in the storehouse. Amen. Blessed thou be when you go out. Amen. Blessed thou be when you come in. Amen. <laughs> Yeah. Am I talking to somebody here? He said, Blessed are thou be when thou comest in. And blessed are thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thy enemies that rise up against thee to be spitted before thy face. They shall come against thee in one way and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command thy blessing upon thee in the storehouses. And in all that the Senate has upon to do, he shall bless thee in the land with the Lord thy God giveth thee. Matakabaya, Rapakabasataya, Lekabaya. It is the Lord that God will give her the power to get wealth. These are the words. When he says the words of the Lord, these were the words. 
It's not that's another that's another. No, no. God told them some very massive things in there. He said, You shall be above only. We are unbreakable force. We are a different generation of young people. And they bow their heads and worship the Lord with their faces to the ground. You see, responding. 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 You see, yesterday the pastor was teaching us. He said, when you hear, you know, because some people don't know how to respond to God. And the man of God, Pastor Chris, said, this is one of the reasons why Christians never see the word of God manifested in their life. Why? Because they never know how to respond to God. So they are, they are singing a song, say, oh, Lord Jesus, creation bow before the throne. Creation bow before the throne. Then they are standing. Because they are not part of the creation that bow before the throne. You see, so to them, to them, the word of God is not real. So subconsciously, you realize that they don't believe the things they hear. They don't believe the things they read. They don't believe the things they say. Because if creation bow before his throne and you are part of the creation, why are you standing? Or you bow to your head? <laughs> see, response. How do you receive the word of God? Go to verse 7. And Jeshua and Bani and Sherebiah and Jamin and Akub, today's today. <laughs> Shabbatiah, Odiah, Masiah, Kelita, Azariah, Josabad, Hanan, Peliah, and the Levites caused the people to understand the law. And the people stood in their place. Okay, verse 8. So they read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. Right? And Nehemiah, which is the Tishatha, and Ezra, the priests, the scribe, and the Levites, that taught the people, said unto all the people, This day is holy unto the Lord your God. Mourn not, nor weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the Lord. It's been a long time they heard this thing. When they heard the word, they started to <laughs> As we were saying those things to them, they don't remember. That. Last time Nebuchadnezzar came close to them, he wiped him caught. <laughs> when someone says we pump cord, you understand? When someone says when someone says we pump cord, what that means that has somebody used USB cord to lash you before your neck? <laughs> the, last, the last time they came close to me, why that cord? They've never heard blessed shall thou be in the nation. They've never heard it. So they began to weep when they heard the words of the law. But then he told them something in verse 10. Said unto them, Go your way. Eat the fat and drink the sweet and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto the Lord. Neither be sorry for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So Nehemiah was telling them, he said, no, no need to be sorry. This particular word you heard, you need to be excited. You see. So let's look at receiving the word of God, right? So I said responding to the word, receiving. So how do you receive the word? Number one, receiving. Number one, receive it with meekness. You see, receive it with meekness. Receive it with meekness. Micah chapter 6, verse number 8. Receive it with meekness. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm just, uh, this is not just for this conference. I mean, after this conference, receive the word with meekness. When you're studying something and it's, uh, uh, it's against what you naturally know, right? Like, for example, 
One of the very most, the, one of the simplest examples I can give is when, like, for example, pastor was teaching us and saying that, right, your bank account does not determine whether you're rich or not. You see, that thing, it, it, it will, you, you, you fight with it until you come out of it. God, how can you tell me all my life, I'm, I know that I say I'm broke when I don't have money. And some people, they've even gone to the level of when they even have money, they still say they are broke. So to say a correct thing, it can never come out of their mouth. To say a positive thing will never, because they think if they say they have money, nobody will give them money. But it's not so. I always say I have money, but people still give me money. I have money. I have money. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. Sometimes people even run away from people who keep saying, well, there's only once they come in front of you. Hmm. <laughs> have you ever spoken to somebody over the phone and said, oh, how are you doing? Hmm. You say, I'll call you back later because you know what to follow. <laughs> there's billions. Billions are about to happen. <laughs> people even run away from people who always say they don't have money. People run away from them. May I have money? Yeah. And it will never stop anyone for giving me money. Even today I'll receive. There's no two ways about it. I have money. Don't tell anybody. You. If they know you have money, they will never give you. Let me tell you something about people. People don't give into what is empty. They give into value. You give into value. Don't deceive yourself. Everybody should have mercy on you. So, what do you do when you are studying something and it's contrary to your family upbringing, it's contrary to how you grew up, what you need to do, what you require there at that point in time is meekness. Because it is two things. When the Bible talked about Jesus in the book of uh, Luke, he talked about, he said, this child shall be a sign, all right, that would be uh, against, he said, uh, for the right people, is a, is a, is a, the Messiah, but for the wrong people, it will be a sign that was spoken against. All right? So the Bible also talks about we being the aroma of Christ. He says, and he says, to those that perish, he says, it's above death. That means the word of God can provoke the two different reactions. One day, in my days in uni, I went to preach. We packed out the seminar room, and I preached on it is unnecessary to die. That was the title of the message. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody stood up from the hall and left. How can I say that? How can you say that? That it's unnecessary to die. People must die. My, my, that day, my problem was that do you want to die? If you ask them if you want to die, they will say no. I said, I brought you a message because I showed them the scripture. He said that Jesus brought in, uh, life and immortality to light through the gospel. I preached the word of God. <laughs> what have I done? I, I said, is it in your Bible? They said, no, it must mean something else. What they, they did not have was meekness. See, meekness is not this. Even some of the people who walk like that, they are the proudest people ever. 
And that's, that's one of the things that pastor has been addressing. Because they think that, because I am good. I, I told the story of a lady, all right? The lady came to me and said, hmm, Pastor, sometimes I don't even understand God. I said, why? This is about five years ago. I said, why? Hmm. Pastor, I'm giving God last chance. He said, Pastor, in my life, I see my mates going to sleep with men and they have money. I have decided that I will not do anything like that. And yet, I have not paid my school fees. I'm giving God the last time. I will join my friend. <laughs> you see, this one is not working by faith. She's expecting that because she has done that, God should. Wrong. Let me tell you, as a pastor, the first, when, when, when people line up to speak in tongues, the first set of people to start speaking in tongues when you lay hands are people who have been very bad. <laughs> the pastors understand what I'm saying. Because the good guys are expecting that, all right? I have been good. Take, take it. They're looking around, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> the, the lady who has been bad is thinking that, oh God, please. <laughs> you anything, any small thing you give me, I'll take it. Take it. <laughs> the other guy is looking at, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm telling you. I remember when, 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 when I got saved in secondary school, I went from room to room filling them with the Holy Ghost. You meet the people who have childlike faith, the, the juniors. You meet them, take it, they start speaking in tongues. You meet the bad guys, take it, they start speaking in tongues. You go to this. So I remember I was praying in one particular, and one guy, spirit tools, he came there. While I said, oh, be about to speak in tongues. He was like, we glorify your name. We glorify. I said, no. Close your mouth. And speak in tongues. Oh, he said, I should wait. Oh, man. Who never speak in tongues? Yes, I would sing anymore. Yes, I would sing anymore. I said, no. The Bible says that in Acts chapter 2, he said, and they opened him up and spoke in tongues. So, no, stop singing the song. Said, no, he's just having a time with his father. Yes, sir. Meanwhile, you don't speak in tongues. Religion is a big problem, I tell you. Religiosity is a big problem. Because to him, he has one special relationship with God outside the word of God. But you know what I'm talking about, sir? Religious people, they have a problem. So, meekness is not that. Meekness is, I was thinking left. The word of God said right. I should abandon my left and join the right meekness. So look, look at Micah chapter 6. Verse number 8. Right? Verse number 8. He has showed thee, O man, what is good. All right? What is good and what doth the Lord require of thee 
So what does the Lord look from thee? But to do justly and to love mercy and to, hum- and, and to walk humbly with thy God. If a man is going to walk with God, he will have to have a, a, a posture of humility and to walk humbly with thy God. So you are walking with God. If you walk with God, God is not going to listen to you. You are going to listen to him. And walk humbly with thy God. He has showed thee, oh man, what is good and what does the Lord require of thee but to do justly and to love mercy and walk humbly with thy God. So one of the first things that any man who truly walks with God will learn is weakness. Matthew 11. So you receive the word of God with meekness. That's what he said in the book of James. You see, he said you receive with meekness the engrafted word of God. Receive it with meekness. Maybe we should go to the book of James first. So you put that as you're writing um, it down. So receive with meekness. The scripture is James chapter 1. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word of God. You receive it with meekness. All right, so go to Matthew 11. Let me just add something there. Matthew 11. Matthew 11. All right, verse 27. All things are delivered unto me of my father. No man knoweth the son, but the father knew it. Neither knoweth any man the father save the son, and he... To whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Verse 28. Come unto me. All right? Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Does not end there. Verse 29. He said, take my yoke upon you. All right? And um, last year during the camp, the zonal camp, we talked about the yoking. All right? When he said, take my yoke upon you, some people say, some people think the yoke is a burden. No. The yoke is not a burden. And, and that, that will lead you a bit into the old covenant, the, the law of yoking. Yoking is when two animals are joined together, all right? So, two animals are joined together to plow a field, all right? So, when he says, take my yoke upon you, that means he wants you to join him to do something. And that is also... Um, uh, some form of, of allegory concerning our work with God. So it says, take my yoke upon you. Now, there was something about the law of yoking. In the, law of, in the law of yoking, you don't take two animals who are young to plow the same field. Why? Because all the young animals have so much energy. All right? So they have so much energy, and all you see is they're just, they would not plow the field. They would just be moving. They might even end up destroying your field. So in the law of yoking, you take one experienced animal, all right? Then you take a younger animal. So the experienced animal is coming with the experience of plowing. Then the younger animal is coming with the energy. So, in the law of yoking, Jesus is using the, the, the law of yoking in this statement. So, the people who stood around him that day, they all understood what Jesus was saying. He said, take my yoke upon you. That means you are joined to me in this yoking. Then he says, and learn of me. Why? Because the younger animal learns the plowing from the older animal. Then he says, when you learn of me, what are you going to learn? He said, for I am meek. 
Because most of the time, the other animal is calmer. Because he has seen a lot. <laughs> so here, the other animal is just moving. The young guys, why are we not moving fast? Why are we not moving fast? Be going, be moving. The young animal said, calm down. There's a lot. There's a lot. You'll be doing this for a very long time. Just calm down. <laughs> he said, for a meek and lonely heart, thank you. And shall find rest unto your souls. So you receive with meekness. Because when any man begins to walk with God, one of the first things God will teach him is meekness. The word of God will break things in you that you love. But the word of God will say, no. You love that laptop. Then the word of God says, you give it. You will need meekness to do that. If we start talking about meekness today, we probably will not end. So let's go to the next one. But at least you got the point. The next one, you receive with eagerness. You receive with eagerness. Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17. Verse 10. And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. Verse 11, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind. They received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. So it says, they received the word other versions say they received it with eagerness. They received it with readiness. They received the word of God with eagerness. You know, how, how, do you tell, how do you tell eagerness? How do you position yourself for eagerness? Right? As they were sitting there, as the word was coming, they were eager to receive it. It was a certain posture. They were eager to receive it. So they received the word of God with eagerness. One of the great things about our ministry is that we place a lot of premium on the word of God. You see, we play a lot of premium on the word of God. So in, in different places, many places, the instrumentalists don't listen to the preaching. And when you say it, they'll be angry. Not these guys. Oh, no, not these guys. These guys, are, they, they, they love the word of God. They know the word of God. They speak in tongues. They give. Yeah. They are in, they, some of them are cell leaders. Yeah. No instrumentalist that when the preaching is going on, they are outside with fan yoga and meat pie. When they say it's time for praises, <laughs> so you see with eagerness. One of the, the, the things you see about those who receive it with eagerness is that they want to listen to the thing. Listen to every scripture so that they can go and do further study at home. Because you see, they said, they received it with all readiness of mind and search the scriptures. You see, so they are not trying to miss any detail. Because some people, when you check their notes, almost nothing. They cannot read it again. And I, I, and I taught some people how to, I, I was teaching, I think, in one of the camps. I said, when you are writing notes in church, don't write what you like. Write what you are being taught. Because some people who write what they like. Because everything has been taught, point one, point two. They didn't write it all. Their joke that was made during the message. 
<laughs> my wife is in my mouth. That is what. <laughs> that's what is their note. You go and check, sir. Go and check your person's note. Fourth March, Great Faith Convention. My wife is in my mouth. <laughs> and one. <laughs> yeah, he has finished. He has finished a Great Faith Convention. See, he's selecting what he will listen to. You write the notes according to how you're being taught. Why? Because you want to go back home and do further study. You want to open other versions to understand, you know. Bible said these were noble guys. He said they were more noble than the ones in Thessalonica. Why? They were not fighting with the thing. They received readiness of mind and they went to do further study. They added more scriptures to it. They, you understand? They added more scriptures. They went to, you know, check things. Mm, 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 mm. You see them with their Bible. Mm, 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 mm. They are reading Rhapsody. They are reading the further study too. See? Why? Because they want to know more. So that is receiving the word with eagerness or readiness. When you're receiving the word of God, I said number one, you receive it with meekness. Also, you receive it with eagerness. Point three. This one is funny, but that's it. Receive it as the word of God. Receive the word of God as the word of God. Wow. First Thessalonians chapter 2. I'll start from verse 11. First Thessalonians chapter 2. As you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father doth his children, that ye would walk worthy of God, who hath called you unto his kingdom and glory. Verse 13. For this cause also, thank we God without ceasing, because when ye receive the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye receive it not as the word of men, you see, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. He said, when you heard the word from us, you did not receive it as Pastor Enoch is saying something. Pastor B is saying something. You receive that God is saying something to me. Lift your hand. Say, God is saying something to me. You know, because sometimes you can be easily, you know, taking, you know. Let me tell you something. When a man of God is speaking to you, you have to be very alert. For example, I'll give you a good example. One day, a man of God, I mean, who is, um, let me put ahead of me in ministry. I just don't want to mention the person's name. And when we're growing up, we're learning from this person. He was rebuking me for something I did not do. I'm just teaching you something. He was rebuking me for something I did not do. I know I did not do it. But I was trying to explain. He was not listening. So he was rebuking me for something I did not do. So at that point in time, I, 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 want, I thought, I, I wanted to make my point across that. I did not do this thing. But, but the Holy Spirit said, keep quiet. What kind of Human rights abuses. <laughs> the Holy Spirit told me to keep quiet. Why? Because the Holy Spirit told me. He said, listen to the rebuke. Even though you didn't do it, you will find something valuable in the midst of it. Because he's a man of God. On that day, when I listen, he could be saying, you don't have to put this 
And that what you are doing is not excellent. You don't put it here. You don't put it there. Then while he's saying it, he can now explain something that I will need in my life next year. You see, but when you are so consumed with, I need to prove my point. I did not do it. I did not do it. You will get into error. So, the, the apostle is saying here that when you receive the word from us, you will not receive it as the word of men. Now, it's because you thought it's the word of men, you are arguing with it. But when you receive it as the word of God, so it, it helped me, taught me how to walk with men of God. Sometimes there could be a misjudgment. Because you know in your heart that, no, this is not what I meant. This is not what I wanted to say. Then the person starts, you know, advising you, no, don't go there, don't do this. You need to have the right attitude at that point in time and receive the words as the word of God. Not the word of men. So you receive it as the word of God. When you start like this, some days will be blissful for you because you know you are coming to church to hear God. Number four. You receive the word with a response. I've already talked about it, but I want, to, I want to break it down further for you. You receive the word of God with a response. Hebrews chapter 13. You receive it with a response. Okay, Hebrews chapter 13. Verse 3. Remember them that are in bonds, as bound with them, and them which suffer adversity, as being yourselves also in the body. Verse 4. My honorable, in all, and the bed undefiled, but homongous and adulterous God will judge. Verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness. Did you get that? Let your conversation, or uh, the scripture says, let your manner of life, let your conversation be without covetousness. All right? And be content with such things as he have. For he had said, all right? For he had said, for he had said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Verse 6. So that we may boldly say. So you receive the word of God with a response. So every time you're, you're reading your Bible, you're reading your scripture, you are not, you know, this is the, this is the thing. Sometimes it's the upbringing. You went, when you were probably in school or wherever you were, you know, when they read the Bible to you, say, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but however, I still like They are just sitting down, just looking at it. Every word you receive, you're supposed to have a response to it. So, for example, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten, only begotten son. Now, that's general. If you're going to respond to it, you have to personalize it. So, for God so loved me that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him, Am I part of whosoever believes in him? Yes, should not perish, so I don't perish. So while you're reading it, should not per- I don't perish. But have, I have, you see, <laughs> everlasting life. So that's how you relate with the word of God. You respond to the word of God with a response. So sometimes, you know, pastor is, is saying some things. He's making some confessions. Then you say, it. he said, I have results every day. And some people are quiet. You don't want that to be your, 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 your uh, reality? If you're going to make that, I remember one, one conference like that. The man of God, Pastor Chris, was talking, and he was talking, and then he came forward. 
He said, while I'm talking to you, be saying under your breath, I will do big things. I was at the top there. I said, I will do big things. In a, in, in, in a place where the word of God is magnified and they know how to respond, you will see while the message is going on, there are some words coming out of, out of the bread. I walk in power, I walk in glory, I walk in authority. But some people, if you like, preach for to next year. You ask them, they say, it's their temperament. Be there. My temperament is that. I don't speak in tongues. That's my temperament. Be there. Be there. Sometimes, you see, we have to aid you in spiritual things. Sometimes some issues have happened and you need to speak in tongues voraciously. Let me tell you. His problem does not come. That's why. There are some problems. Nobody will advise you. Some issues will happen in your life. Your container has been locked at the sea. And you are speaking to us. Do something new in my life. Even you, you will not do it. There are some things that happen. You wake up from your bed. Say, my temperament is that I don't really like that doing this. He said, from the time of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violence. You cannot be violent. Sit down. You cannot be violent. So, if you see some of the people see us, no, Pastor, you know, he's so nice. Violence. We know, I know how to do violence. How, can, how do you want to be dealing with demons and you can't be violent? They will take you for a joke. You receive the word with a response. So every time the man of God makes a confession, make the same thing. Anything he's receiving, you are receiving it too. He said, for he had said, I will not leave you no forsake So that you may boldly say so. God did not give us the word so that we'll keep quiet. He said so that we will say, I'm walking in victory. I'm walking in prosperity. I'm moving upward and forward only. So God said, so we will say. Don't be sitting down. Don't do that. Yeah, they, the pastor saying I'm rich. I'm loaded. There are some people, when pastor says I'm rich, then they'll be clapping for him. Ah! I'm loaded! I'm loaded! Yes! Receive the word with a response. Sometimes, sometimes you're reading your Bible, because you cannot read your Bible and just be sitting down. You read your Bible, sometimes you might be saying yes, 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 yes. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. According to the power that was, you say yes, 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 it's, yes, it's me, it's me, it's talking to me. Yes, 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 yes. You receive with a response. You say yes, uh-huh. yes, yes. If someone who is full of the Holy Ghost is studying the Bible, you will know. He will just be looking at us, oh yeah, 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 thanks. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, yes. You'll be hearing, amen, 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 amen. But someone who's not full of the Holy Ghost reading the Bible, say, he reading his rhapsody. For you walk in victory and in prosperity, 
And the word of the Lord is growing exceedingly among you. The word of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Did they? <laughs> but you, you hear the word of God. And the word, and you, you pass the right, and you walk in victory. Yes, 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 yes. You know, some people think we shout because we are young. Go and check the wall of Jericho. Old men, oh. God still said they should shout. Because it's a response. They needed that response. They walk around the thing. Seven days they were quiet. God said, you must respond. You must respond. There has to be a response to the word of God. So when the word of God makes a declaration, you respond. You don't clap for him. Because some people, that's what they like to do. (laughs) Pastor, ah. Paul said, I'm, I'm giving one million dollars. You are sitting down. <laughs> You're a rich man. <laughs> well, Paul said, I'm giving one million dollars. Father, you, you, you go from where you are. Said, Father, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars. When the message is going on, you are sitting down. Your, your hand is on your mouth. I'm, I'm doing big things this year. I'm doing big things this year. I'm surpassing my targets this year. As the word of God is coming, you receive it with a response. Pa, pa, pa. La, pa, pa, pa. You don't clap for the man of God. You don't clap for the man of God. He makes a confession, you make it with him. I have a sound mind. I'm super intelligent. I walk in power. I walk in glory. Come on now. I'm honored. I'm honored. I'm honored. I'm honored. Everywhere in the world. Everywhere in the world. All monies of international recognition are looking for me. The exchange rate does not change my finances. I dominate. I dominate. I dominate the economy and the economies of the world. I dominate them. I dominate them. I rise high above. When the exchange rate rises, I rise higher. Somebody will say, they say, rise, rise, higher, rise, higher. How many these people know what they are talking about? You receive the word with a response. He said, for he has said, so that you will boldly say. So, if he said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So that you may boldly say what? I shall not want. I shall not want. I shall not want. I remember one message the man of God, Pastor Chris, was saying. He said, he was teaching us some very key things about faith. He said, if the spirit of him, Romans chapter 8, that raised Christ from the dead, dwell in your mortal body. He said, that same spirit shall vitalize your mortal body. Now, this is the, this is the mistake some Christians make. Romans 8, 11. He says, for if, he said, but if the spirit, because you have to learn the response. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwelleth in you. So the first day I quoted this, I have to quote it like this. But the next time I am quoting it, if I quote it like this, I have negated faith. I can't quote it like that. The response will have to be, if the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwell in me, he that raised Christ from the dead has quickened. Because... Because if I don't do that, it means the first one I said did not happen. So he said, has quickened. 
So the first time I read it, shall quicken. The next time I'm reading it, has quickened because what I said the first time is working. That's responding. Then you have to know the scriptures that you respond to them in the past tense. Some scriptures are currently in the present tense, but once they become active in your life, you have to respond in the past tense. Because that is a testimony that it has become more effective in your life. You receive it with a response. You receive it with a response. You receive it with a response. The last one, Psalm 119. Psalm 119. Yes. Psalm 119. Praise God. Psalm 119, verse 162. <sighs> he said, I rejoice at thy word. I rejoice at thy word. I rejoice at thy word. As one that find a great spoil. Oof. Passing translation. Okalaka. Passion translation. Oh, he said, your promises or your word are the source of my bubbling joy. They are the source of my bubbling joy. That means I'm not waiting for the situation to change. Oh, your words are the source of my bubbling joy. And joy must always be expressed. Joy is never in the mind. That is when I read Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. He said, go to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. I'm going to read it, then I'll show you how to do it in your house. He said, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us. Oh, you're not waiting to be blessed. Who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Then you're in your room, when you read it, ah, I'm blessed, 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 I'm blessed. Everybody in your house will be wondering, what's wrong with this girl? Why is she so happy? Oh, didn't you see it? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. David said, I rejoice at thy word as one that has found great spoil. See her, Baba. He said, your promises are the source of my bubbling joy. Of my bubbling joy. That means I have some joy. My, that joy is not connected to my bank account. That joy is not connected to my academics. That joy is not connected to what I see. That joy is not connected to my family. That joy is not connected to anything that's happening around me. That joy is connected to the word of God. That joy is connected to the word of God. They will see me excited. They will see me joyful. Not because something has happened to me physically. But your promises are the source of my bubbling joy. Come on, somebody have some bubbling joy. Come on, somebody have some bubbling joy. Listen. That's why we shout. We are not shouting because we are young. He said, I rejoice at thy word. I rejoice at thy word. You know, it's easy and it's easier to be rejoice at a testimony. It's easier to rejoice. Someone gave you a check. Yay! But David said, no. He said, I rejoice at thy word. Now go back to the personal translation. 
Your promises are the source of my bubbling joy. The revelation of your word thrills me like one who has discovered hidden treasure. If you went home and they told you, they found gold under your bed. The same way when you open the scriptures, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that for our sake he became poor, that we, through his poverty, might become rich. Your word are the source of my bubbling joy. Come on, somebody have some bubbling joy. This is why we shout. So takabaya. Take it, take it. This this week we've been finding things. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. No, no, you have to say it with some attitude. You receive with a response. You receive with bubbling toy. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. No, 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 no. I'm still not getting the attitude. Don't stand straight. It's not allowed here. We will take you out. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Yes! Somebody show glory! Your promises are the source of my bubbling joy. I'm telling you, sometimes when you start studying the scriptures like that, you might not feel like moving yourself. But when you see, move yourself and see. All of a sudden, your spirit will open. And your spirit will say, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. I can see you already. You're ready. You're ready. You're ready. You're ready. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin. That means I walk in health. I walk in health. That's why when we come to church and we are happy, people think that what's wrong with these people? Every time they are shouting, every time they are happy, it's because your promises are the source of my bubbly joy. So when we come to the house of God and the message is being preached, we don't sit down. We don't just listen. If it requires that we move, we move. It requires that we stand, we stand. We receive it and we say, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law. I refuse to be broke. I refuse to be down. My joy. Say it, I'm saying my joy. is not connected to anything around me. The word is a source of my bubbling joy. Yeah! Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Psalm 2. Psalm 2. You will start quoting the psalm. Psalm 2. Why do the heathen rage? Matakaya. And the people imagine a venting. Go ahead. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and again is anointed. Verse 3. Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Verse 4. He that sitteth. Hey. Hey. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. Shall laugh. Shall laugh. Shall laugh. Shall laugh. When David said this, when David said this, only God was sitting in heaven. When David said only God was sitting in heaven, all the angels were working. <laughs> only God was sitting. So he was the only one who was laughing. But when we came to Ephesians, Paul said, he has raised us up to be seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That means not only one person is sitting now. So if he's laughing, I should be laughing. He is laughing. I am laughing. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. Hey! <laughs> Listen. Some people are waiting for something good to happen to them. To laugh. Some people are waiting for a comedian to make them laugh. Your promises are the source of my bubbling joy. That means wherever we sit, we begin to laugh. Hey! <laughs> Lift up your hands. Go ahead and pray the Holy Ghost. Pray the Holy Ghost. Pray the Holy Ghost. <laughs>